0: I'm Jason Epperson coming to you from Albuquerque, New Mexico. This is RV Miles and it's time for this week's RV and camping news roundup. This episode is sponsored by the Togo RV app, offering checklists, maintenance reminders, and more. The app is free, but a $39 per year Togo RV Plus membership gives you RV-specific route navigation, the RVillage social network, overnightrvparking.com, and Road Trippers Plus, along with a host of discounts on RV products like tires and lithium batteries. You can get $10 off Togo RV Plus with the code RVMILES10X. Incoming travel restrictions that the U.S. imposed because of the COVID-19 pandemic will be partially lifted for nearly three dozen countries on November 8th, according to a tweet from the White House Assistant Press Secretary. That's good news for Canadian snowbirds, some of whom live in RVs and for decades have traveled to the southern U.S. to escape the cold. The bad news is that many of those snowbird-friendly parks are already booked solid. All foreign visitors will be required to show proof of COVID vaccination upon entry or boarding a U.S.-bound flight. It's getting a little easier for vaccinated Americans to head overseas, too. But if you're one of those folks that think the reopening of international travel will reduce some stress on our national parks and other vacation destinations as Americans head around the world again, Consider this, about 100 million trips were taken to foreign countries by Americans in 2019, about half of those to Mexico and Canada. But there were also about 80 million inbound tourists from other countries in 2019. 17% of Yellowstone visitors are from other countries in a normal year. But there's good news for the return of international tourism, too. In many of the big parks, seasonal employees at concessionaires and gateway communities are foreign workers. And having that labor pool open up again will relieve some of the stress on those businesses and allow them to provide more services to tourists. Propane prices continue to rise, and propane may be difficult to come by later in the year. Propane stocks were already very low after a cold fall and winter in both the U.S. and abroad, and experts are warning of a worldwide shortage for this winter. Last year, there was a shortage of propane, with one factor being rain. Farmers needed to use lots of propane to dry corn and other crops. After the summer buildup, propane stocks are still 30% lower than they were at that point last year, and many experts don't think that's enough. Propane prices have been on the rise since last fall and don't seem to be coming down anytime soon. After seeing two friends, both full-time RV families, lose their homes to fire in 2020, Mark and Julie Bennett of RV Love decided to do something about it. They bought an old Winnebago Indian motorhome for $1 and set it on fire to see what really happens to an RV ablaze. goal to share this highly visual experience with others and bring awareness to RV fire education and safety. Their 25-minute YouTube video highlights the unique fire risks RVers face and how to prevent it from happening. The Bennett's worked with the local and state fire authorities who supervised the burn and were eager to get involved as a training exercise since RV fires are on the rise. Campground owners Paul and Emily St. Ruth of Keebler Corner in Somerset, Colorado, stepped in to provide a safe testing space. The burn happened on the St. Ruth's two-acre parcel of land by the river, a former horse arena that was now just a dirt field. The six-month project brought together a team of 20 people. It was a lot of work, yet a rewarding project, said Julie Bennett. If it saves just one life or an RV, it will be worth it. But we hope it saves many more. It's a video every RVer should watch at least once. We'll link to it in the description. As the RV industry pivots toward more off-grid, no hookup camping, An Israeli company is set to solve one of the most difficult boondocking problems, water. How? By pulling up to 10 gallons of water from the air every day. WaterGen will launch the world's first aftermarket water generator for recreational vehicles in 2022. Removing water from air isn't exactly new technology, we're all pretty familiar with dehumidifiers but the Watergen onboard device is tailored specifically for making drinking water with advanced filtration, and it's mounted on your RV's roof just like an air conditioner. It's not a perfect solution as it needs to be at least 59 degrees Fahrenheit and above 20% humidity. However, that's well in the range of most daytime camping year round in the US. It'll likely take a decent amount of power to run, but notably it's a 12 volt device, which should be quite a bit more efficient than a standard dehumidifier. Getting water from the air is going to be a great solution for a lot of people that like to get away from a city water source. Select Camping World stores will have it in stock next year, and it'll be available to manufacturers and dealers to supply stock on RVs or as an add-on to a new purchase. When we look back on this period of RV design, I think it's very clear that DC-powered appliances like this unit, 12-volt refrigerators, and DC air conditioners will be the driving force behind much of the industry's advancement. Winnebago has set a goal to reach zero emissions in its manufacturing by 2050. That may be almost 30 years away, but the company plans a 90% reduction in waste to landfills by the end of this decade, along with eco-friendly upgrade options on all new products in the next three years. By 2050, landfill waste is supposed to be reduced to zero, along with a net zero greenhouse gas emission and 30% reduction in freshwater consumption. New research from AAA finds that moderate to heavy rain affects a modern vehicle's safety system and its ability to see, which may result in performance issues. During closed course testing, AAA simulated rainfall and found that test vehicles equipped with automatic emergency braking traveling at 35 miles an hour collided with a stopped vehicle one third of the time. Lane keeping assistance didn't fare any better with test vehicles departing their lane 69% of the time. Vehicle safety systems rely on sensors and cameras to see road markings, other cars, pedestrians, and roadway obstacles. So naturally, they're more vulnerable to environmental factors like rain. They're typically evaluated in ideal operating conditions. However, AAA believes testing standards must incorporate real-world conditions that drivers normally encounter. Researchers simulated rain and other environmental conditions like bugs and dirt to measure impact on the performance of automatic emergency braking and lane keep assistance. Some systems are supposed to provide an alert or deactivate in extreme situations, however the conditions AAA tested under provided no such warnings. A reminder to slow down to a safe speed when it's raining and make sure to keep your windshield and your vehicle's cameras clean. And don't forget, your drivetrain might be four-wheel drive, but that doesn't do a thing to improve braking. I've been hearing from lots of our veers that catalytic converter thefts are on the rise. Catalytic converters are an exhaust system component that turns toxins into less harmful byproducts such as water vapor or carbon dioxide. They're easily accessed from underneath the vehicle and contain precious metals such as platinum and rhodium. Thieves can fetch a few hundred dollars for each unit stolen, but they cost the vehicle owner a lot more to replace. So why the surge in thefts? Well, the cost of precious metals have risen drastically, and thieves are getting much more per unit than they were in the past. They're particularly easy to get to on an RV that might be higher off the ground than a passenger car, and they're often left unattended. And this year, it's not just RV owners that are getting hit. Pennsylvania State Police are trying to figure out who stole thousands of dollars worth of catalytic converters from 35 vehicles at the Valero Century RV dealership earlier this month. The vehicles weren't RVs, but a fleet of food delivery trucks that Valero has a service contract with. And earlier this year, 16 catalytic converters were stolen from RVs at Augusta RV in Georgia, and 27 were stolen from an RV transport company in Elkhart, Indiana. In January, several people hopped a fence at an Ohio dealership and took off an hour later, having removed 18 catalytic converters from RVs. RVs and vehicles with bigger engines have bigger catalytic converters, which fetch more money. They're primarily stolen from gasoline-powered vehicles, but not all diesel vehicles are immune. That's it for this week's RV and Camping News Brief. Join us here each and every week for all the latest. See you next time.